This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by WarbyParker.com. Get a free five-day home try-on at WarbyParkerTrial.com slash red. Five pairs, five days, 100% free. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country, And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey everybody, it's Amy. Welcome to the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host. And I'm your co-host, Dana the intrepid field reporter and guy who hauls all the equipment. Um, That's not what you were hauling this weekend. This was not a travel weekend for us. This was a weekend full of local fun. It was. It was actually a great weekend. Uh, We actually even got a little bit of time together with our schedules. We did. We did. So we had some fun. We had some serious training. And then we still have a couple of items to share with you from Key West coming up in this show. Yeah, this is kind of part two of our Key West extravaganza for the southernmost half marathon. Mm, We couldn't fit it in all last week, so we can't wait to share a a couple more places both on and off Duval for you if you ever have a runcation or a vacation down there in Key West. Beautiful place, delicious food and beverage, but this week... We were in town. We were. And, <laughs> and and it was good. And there's a lot of really cool stuff that, that's going on here in Cape Coral, which is our hometown. Uh, this being the latter part of October, this is where we typically in our town start to see Oktoberfest celebrations pop Everywhere. up. Everywhere. Our city is home to one of the largest Oktoberfests in the United States. We have an incredibly large German population here. and. Um, do that Oktoberfest was going on and Mm -hmm. I would have been by myself navigating that crowd of, I believe they said it was like 50,000 people the first weekend. Wow. Really? Next weekend's usually the big weekend. Oh my God. Because it's the last one. Because it's the last weekend. Okay. So I went to a smaller event and enjoyed some, enjoyed some culturally appropriate food and (laughs) beverage while I waited for you to get off work. Yes. You know, we were just recently at Big Storm to feature Big Storm Coffee Company. Yep. Not sponsors, just great people with a tap room here locally that we do enjoy going to. And we've previously talked to their head brewer of their fabulous beer. Yes. Kevin. Who was there. And he has brewed a series of beers for Oktoberfest. Yes. That, well, I mean, all of Big Storm's brewing staff has done that, but. I think that he was brewing part of it, and then part of it was coming in from Tampa, as I recall. Yes. the The entirety of the Big Storm Brewing Company was focused on Oktoberfest kind of beers. Absolutely. German Pilsner, Mm. uh, Dunkelweiss. A Keller beer, Keller beer, a Hefeweizen, Hefeweizen, and their Oktoberfest Marzen. Yes. So they had Marzen? five Mar- Marzen, Marzen, spelled Marzen, 
I don't know. Tomato. I believe tomato. pronounced marisin. It's delicious, 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 and delicious. Mm, yes, you had a lot more time there to enjoy the environment and enjoy the activities and the food trucks there. Yeah, they had a, a live music. They had a, a stein holding competition, which you participated in. I, I did. I, I I did not win, but I did represent the brand with my t-shirt and I, I didn't go out until about halfway through. You made it halfway? Made it halfway. Mm, and how was that? How do your like shoulders and arms feel? Well, if you're not training isometric exercises, you're not ready for it. It's a leader, right? Is it, it was, a leader? It, it was, was a leader? the whole leader of the Oktoberfest Marathon in a big glass stein. And you had to hold it out in front of you. Straight arm. Straight arm. With the base of the glass above your armpit. Oh, okay. So if it fell, then you were out. You, you would be out. Okay. Now there was a lot of you know people bending their back and all that to keep I their armpit some of below that. the below the base of the glass. I don't know that that's quite the proper technique, but hey, whatever worked. It worked for them because I went out sooner than that. Well, I don't even know if I would make it five minutes. So I applaud you, sir. It was what, what do they say? Prost. 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 Yeah, so it was a good time, and I met up with a friend from work and, and just had, you know, a little light lunch, kind of enjoying a little bit of time off, waiting for you to get there. Oh, but when I got there, we had amazing food. Well, dinner was served at that oh. point, and the folks at Schnitzel Express Food Truck Yum. were bringing their restaurant experience on the road oh. and to the parking lot there at Big Storm Brewing. They had a variety of options, but since we were splitting food, I said, well, let's get the big platter. To split. Thinking, oh, this will be a nice light dinner, you know. No. It, it can't be really any bigger than a than, than a paper plate, right? Well, uh -huh. it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't bigger than a paper plate, but it was stacked. So huh. you ended up getting these amazing butter potatoes. Oh, those were so delightful. Just creamy sliced potatoes nice and buttery oh. fresh made sauerkraut so good which was a very finely shredded cabbage mm -hmm. a little bit different than what we often get from the store yeah you had a bratwurst i guess might have been a long bratwurst this was a very long sausage yes very crisp <laughs> outer casing like, casing thank you i couldn't think of the word got it um just a great flavor there it was really good uh, but uh, but then oh. the piece de resistance they put a gigantic gigantic ham hock well that's not the only meat we had because we also had the breaded oh schnitzel. I, you're right i i was gonna skip the schnitzel oh my god which is which we had at number three and i think we talked about on the podcast yes we of, have featured this food in the truck past. On the podcast in the past um i i, I almost forgot the, the hunter schnitzel. schnitzel well this wasn't the hunter schnitzel. i know but you had that on that show i did and uh, we had the just the regular without the mushroom kind of gravy magic yes so that was fantastic and then that that ham hock that was roasted and it had this outer oh. dark golden brown shell that was nothing but a giant pork crackling oh. that was just wrapped tightly around some of the most tender pork you could ask for it was so good and it was enormous and we didn't finish the plate we didn't 
Oh, no. Do we not? No. We finished the schnitzel. The schnitzel. The potatoes. Potatoes. The sausage. But I don't think we... we, Even splitting it, trying to split it with your friend, we could not finish. No. That that ham hock was (sighs) enormous. It was bigger than a softball. It was so good. And just think, this is the introduction. We haven't even gotten to the food this week, guys. Sorry, yeah. So if you are down here in Cape Coral, if you're coming down for Oktoberfest maybe, which is a great reason for this area to be a destination for you. That's true. And you are looking for some authentic German food, and you see these guys pulled into the parking lot of a brewery or some other event. Yeah. Don't even think about it just go over and order oh schnitzel express i do they do their regular monday things at number three or do they vary now i I don't know i think that they are varying i want to say that they've appeared at scotty's beer works and some places over in fort myers as well oh they're they're getting out there and so they should because the food is amazing and the people are just so nice so people are getting a double dose of the food this week. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I, I believe that we've got some photos of that food, we don't do. we? So yeah, that'll absolutely. be up in the social media feed yep. uh, this week. Check Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. There's going to be the amazing German food that you see. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. I'll post them. I don't think they're a part of the episode artwork, but I'll post them. Yeah. Yeah. So people can see all that. I mean, we had a lot of fun. But we did do some work in preparation for November's race. Yeah, it can't be all play and no work. you got to get a little balance in there. So this mm. not being a travel week was a training week for us. Mm-hmm. So the running portion is not really recapping a race per se, but re- recapping our training updates. It's one of the first weekends that I think you have done any speed work in this training cycle. At all. Yeah. Going back to my diagnosis and surgery July 10th, I haven't been able to do really any speed work running at all. Well, my short runs up until the last two weeks have all been walks. Mm. So I've really only started running about the last two or three weeks. Yeah. And this was really my first time doing legit speed work where I started playing with different intervals and trying to see what's going to be comfortable because we are right at the two week mark away from the Disney wine and dine Mm. two course challenge in Mm. Orlando at the Walt Disney world parks. So it's all in preparation for that. Yeah. So I, you were kind enough to let me jump in with you doing your speed work. Well, it's all a part of Jeff Galloway's e-coaching training plan when you sign up you have six months and he says what are your goals and then he sets up a training schedule for you and part of that for me has been long runs the short runs during the week and also the interplay of speed work which is supposed to help improve cadence turnover and and help me find the right ratios yeah, what's going to be comfortable for you to do for the whole And to be consistent and kind of even in my pacing. Well, you were very nice to stick with me during the southernmost half marathon a couple of weeks ago in Key West. So 
I was doing a very conservative 5-55 ratio. And mm. this week in training, we started playing with ratios that were much shorter than that. Doing things like 5-30. And that's uh, 5 seconds of running and 30 seconds of walking. Right. So, and for a lot of people, you're like, wow, that's not a lot of walking and running time. Well, if mm. you, you, it, it's a, the ratio is more important. So if it's a 5-30, it's a 1-6. to six. So you could do a minute of running and six yeah. minutes of walking if you wanted to mm -hmm. or a mile and six miles if you, you wanted to just however you want to do it yeah I have to find what works for you and for me as a back of the packer and somebody who wants to enjoy the race experience and make the most of my race entry fee like the shirt says on our website exactly then I like to play with the, the shorter intervals seem to do better for me, especially when I am feeling every bit of my knee or I'm having some IT band or some hip issues. And I'm still wanting to be more conservative right now. Like I'm not trying to really get my time down. I think that this will be get through. Yes. Uh, certainly finishing ahead of the balloon ladies. That's our goal. You know, that's, that's fine. But really, I'm not going to start looking at dropping my time until well, as we start training for the race in December mm -hmm. in Atlanta. Yeah. Then I'll start looking at, okay, I want to get, you know, fa a good bit faster and get more aggressive mm -hmm. with the intervals. Because yeah. I'm still, I don't want to say that I don't feel my knee. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, mm -hmm. I, I still have tenderness. It it's, lets you know. It, yeah, it's letting me know. Yeah. But... I'm certainly better than I was, you know, just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and you've been really faithful and very good at physical therapy and making sure you get that done. Yes. And being very conservative in your recovery. Yeah, in fact, I was talking with somebody in one of the Facebook groups, and they were, they're having the exact same problem. They tore their meniscus. They're wondering if you can get back to it. And I kind of recounted what's been going on with me over the mm -hmm. last several weeks, and that person was very That's happy good. to hear yeah. That, oh, this is absolutely doable and and in a relatively short amount of time. I mean, four months, mm -hmm. truthfully. It'll be four months by the end of this month. Yeah. That's not too bad. I mean, no. it's frustrating for me in a lot of respects. But all things considered, I can't complain. Right. You've, you've had a very successful recovery. Yeah, I think so. And I look forward to the races ahead and seeing your continual improvement, <laughs> sir. Well, you too. I mean, you, your, your big PR last year was the December race in Atlanta. So yeah. I suspect once we get into some cooler weather up there, you'll take full advantage of it. But speaking of the weather, let's talk a little bit about the, the training yeah. yesterday. We did our, our, these training runs Sunday night mm -hmm. or Sunday evening, mm -hmm. trying to wait for the sun to go down. Yeah. It was still in the high 80s, almost low 90s when we started. Well, it was like 85, but it feels like 92. Right. Something like very humid, very damp, hot air. And it just kept getting more so until it started literally misting rain at us. Yeah. Or on yeah. us. Which didn't improve the whole environment. It just kind of made it muggy. There comes a point of diminishing returns where you know you could have a little bit of rain and it, it, you get wet and ah that and then it breaks and it, yeah. ah, it cools you off then you get a a, a rain like this where it's mm -hmm. just persistent and constant and 
doesn't let up. And it's, it's not really hard. Not at all. Not a hard rain, Not and there's no thunder or lightning, so there's no danger, but it is just frustrating. There's no evaporation. It's not really helping you cool off at that point. No, and I think I was frustrated in trying to find the right ratios and kind of that environment but in the middle of the day at the beginning of the day it was it was just a hot and humid day all around so I don't think it would have mattered at whether we did it in the morning or the evening no no because you were starting out at that level of heat and humidity and mm-hmm. we finished the day at that level too yeah the only saving grace to doing it in the evening was by the time the sun started to get low in the sky, we didn't have that beating down on us. That's true. That's that's nice. not the midday sun because that's just torture. <laughs> Never do that to yourself unless you're actually trying to train for that kind of weather <laughs> and you want to put yourself through that. But we ended up doing a lot of different intervals, and I think you kind of found your sweet spot doing those that those intervals, at least the that... You're in the neighborhood of the ratio, I think, that's probably going to be where you land for the race, don't you think? I think so. It was just, I think the weather and the sluggishness I felt in the training session just, I don't know, it made me feel a little bit unsure. Mm. Well, I think you looked great. I mean, you had great posture. Your turnover was great. You were hitting your time goals, so... I think you're in the right spot. I hope so. As far as that goes. And that's going to be probably like a 624 or 730, something like that. Something like that. I still have, we still have this week and then a three mile on the weekend. To dial it in. To dial it in and then lots of self-care and and easy, easy short runs heading into the wine and dine weekend. Yeah. Just to keep, just to keep the parts moving, Mm -hmm. the blood flowing. Yeah, so I'm waiting to hear back from Jeff. It'll be interesting to see what he says about my weekly report and his opinion about those ratios and things like that because you can get inside your head when it gets near a race. I think I posted something like that on social media today, mm-hmm. a little quote from Meb, and just... you Got to let it go. The you- taper, I guess... That's a that's a real that's thing. a real legit thing. Like you taper off the mileage. You've done the last really long run, and you're just doing kind of maintenance and fine tuning ahead of your actual race. You can get in your head, and I think I was a little bit in my head. Oh, I I in was sesh. I was right there with you the week before. <laughs> the week before Key West, I decided I was going to run 13 the week before to get those miles up there. And I was trying to basically cram so much training into, you know, a very short amount of time because I was finally let go by the the PT to do the, do the, some of the running. And I'll admit, I probably overdid it. I think the thing that hurts me most right now is not my knee. It's Mm. still the blisters. I had some really deep blistering that started on that training run Mm -hmm. that I exacerbated in the running Key West and I, I've been really taking care of those trying mm-hmm. to get those well ahead of Disney so yeah. that's the part that's actually hurting me the worst right now more than anything else yeah but I think it training was great I mean to get out there and get to do it you looked great and, I, and we'll have we'll have a little update and a, kind of a final here's the 
here's the ratio that Amy's going to do for the race. Mm. And, and I may end up doing it with you just to, just to see if I can do it. Because again, I'm, I haven't done a full 13 with anything more than a 555. Mm. So anything you do is going to be much more aggressive than I've been doing. So it's going to be pushing me. And I don't want to be, it's not that I want to be aggressive because I'm having a little bit of an IT band irritation issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you always want to, what Jeff says, you always want to stay under the threshold of irritation, right. further irritation. So I just, I, I just want to finish the races. Well, you know, the 10K on the challenge we're doing the challenge so that means we run the 10k on saturday then the half marathon on sunday Mm -hmm. that 10k was basically a power walk it could be a power walk it's what we did last year you know i think that i did some shuffling well i'm that's what i mean i mean you're what i'm getting at is you're not trying to do the full 10k and trying to pr no you're not doing anything like that you're just then you have that on your body ahead of the half exactly so it's got to be conservative. Yeah, you're going to be smart about it. Mm. So what training did you guys do this week? We'd love to hear yeah. from you. Like, what are you all up to? I'm, I'm reading a lot of runners in Runcation Nation or in other running groups mm-hmm. that everyone's in taper mode. Taper mode, taper mode. So we're not the only ones. So there must be some serious races coming up in addition to Wine and Dine Weekend. Uh, a lot of those, I think, are some of the Run Disney Run groups. Yeah. Also, or the Run Disney groups, like Run Disney Run. and But and the fall and I the winter. I eat Disney to Run Disney, and they're all tapering ahead of yeah. Wine and Dine. Yeah. In the fall and the winter also, it ramps up the race schedules because the weather around the country is getting into fall and into winter and into actual conditions where you can run. We don't participate in that here in Florida. No, we don't. It's just hot and humid all the time. Yeah, it's mm. brutal, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, so if you struggle with the taper, what is your advice to stay out of out of your head, or does it affect you as much as it seems to be affecting me this time? Yeah, what do you do to get through <gasps> that taper period ahead of a race? We'd love to hear whether it's um, a training tip or trick that you've got for the taper. Or something that you're doing to to deal with that antsiness. And stay. That's the best way I could call and it. Stay and stay positive and stay in the right frame of mind to get it done. So let us know. Mm-hmm. Info at runeatdrink.net. Drop us an email. Tell us what you do during your taper period. We'd love to know. Because, again, this is all about us helping each other, supporting mm-hmm. each other, giving each other tips, tricks, and things that they can use to make their runcation that much better. Mm-hmm. And then you could also call them in at 941-677-2733. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and keep it to about a minute, but we'd love to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, share your your secrets of the taper with yes. us. Yes. How do you let it not drive you crazy or eat you up mm-hmm. and speaking of getting eaten up oh you like that segue i do that was pretty masterful if i do say so myself yeah man you got um, it you are the co-host with the most oh well 
Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm just looking here at our at our agenda, realizing, ooh, it's time to get to the eat portion. Yeah. And well, I know we teased up there with the Oktoberfest food, but really in Key West, we had some amazing eats to share. Yeah, we had so much that we couldn't fit it into one episode unless we were going to do one of those crazy long episodes that you could play during your full marathon. And we figured that we wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> so we split it up and yeah. we have a couple of spots to share with you from back mm-hmm. down in the Conch Republic. Well, I mean, we've had a lot of great seafood in Key West. And last week we featured pasta, but on a listener recommendation, we had a great burger oh, yeah, on Duval. Yes. We did indeed. And this was something that I just really needed when we got this. Yeah, we did the race that morning. Mm-hmm. And then we got out, we got back to the hotel and got cleaned up. And we were... Starving. Hungry. And I was hoping that we'd get there within that, you know, the 30 minutes after your run. I don't know if we quite made that window. We but, did not. But we made up for it with just the quality and quantity of protein. Oh, this is actually a place that's right across the street from 915 that we featured last week. Yes. It, it literally, you walk across <laughs> the street and you'd see it. And I didn't even realize it. Not till we arrived. Yeah. But it is Blackfin Bistro on Duval. And what a cool spot. Yeah. I really like the ocean blue colors inside. The ocean blue colors. I, I'm a sucker for the Edison-style light bulbs. Yeah. And they had the little, the I don't know, half booths kind of yes. lower tables. Yes. And then they had a, a great bar space. And they also had, out outdoor, they had a really cool space out back that had those little stringed lights. Yes. And, um what else was that? It looked like a bar that they could fire up during a party or an event. It would be a great place for like a wedding uh, rehearsal dinner, Mm -hmm. bachelor party, bachelorette party, uh, just a neat space. Holiday party, something. Yeah. Did I mention the food? Oh, well, I mean, we've been talking about the environment and we went during lunch. I imagine there's a whole lot more hustle and bustle and very busyness during dinner. They close for an hour between lunch and dinner. Yeah, just to to change over the menu, do their midday cleanup. Really smart. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of restaurants down there do that. Yeah, I see that as a common theme because 915 does that. Mm -hmm. But so we got there in time for the lunch part of the day. Mm-hmm. And we got the Wagyu burger. Now, this isn't just a bunch of Wagyu beef ground up thrown on a bun. <sighs> so much more than that. Well, they'll cook it to whatever temperature you want. And it's on a, a, a brioche bun. Points f- to them right yeah. there, actually one of the first things I notice yeah. whenever I, I get a burger is I pay attention to the bun. I think the bun makes a huge difference in 
the texture, the flavor, the enjoyability. It's got to hold up to the ingredients inside too, because if it just falls apart, then, and your knife and fork in it, um, you know, I don't care, especially after a half marathon, I don't care if it's all over my face. I, I love a good burger that you can get into and that has a bun that will hold up to all of the awesome ingredients inside. And there were some doozies. So there was eight ounces of Wagyu beef. Yes. Start there. Then yes. what? And then there was a port wine mayo. That had almost a, almost a pinkish consistent or a, pin, or a color. pink color. Yeah. 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 Shallot marmalade. Yeah. Oh. It was, I, I, I wasn't sure, but I think they may have used some of that port wine in making that shallot marmalade. I don't know. And it was more, it was not like a jelly or a jam consistency. It was, I don't know if it felt more like, and looked more like a a chutney-esque type Good call. Thing. I yeah. don't know if that makes sense or if uh, if that is, but it's in it was, the it episode was more artwork. Ch- it was more chunky yeah. than it was gelatinous, mm-hmm. and it's, it worked. Yeah, and and I thought that that was good because the port wine mayo is very creamy and dreamy, and it combined along with a smoked gouda fondue, and that was ridiculous. Oh my god, smoky. Gouda goodness. So you've got the shallots, which look like they've been cooked down, maybe a little bit of port wine. And if you're not a real wine person, port wine tends to be a a sweeter, fortified, yeah. dark red wine. And I think that we had it last year at Wine and Dine, actually, at one of the food booths. Yes. That we featured it. Yeah. And when I say fortified, that means extra alcohol. But, you know, that gets cooked. Higher alcohol that content when you drink off. it, but yeah. not when you cook with it. Yeah. That gets cooked off in the cooking process. But it gave a little hint of sweetness to the mayo. Mm-hmm. Those shallots, maybe there was butter in what they cooked them down to. They were so soft. Yeah. And mildly oniony. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about shallots. Yeah. I really like that about shallots because whether you fry them or you you do it like this that creates like the the marmalade that they call it. it they just have that subtle flavor of onion and it's not too sharp to overtake the rest of the ingredients exactly it's not like a, a yellow spanish onion or a white onion, a white can onion. Be really yeah. sharp right really sharp absolutely so i thought and, and let me tell you the f- the fries were amazing too. Yep, fresh cut fries, crispy. But I don't know if they were cooked twice, you know, or, but they, they were. They were great. crispy enough that I would bet that they probably did the double fry. I don't know, but we didn't ask, but because we were too busy eating. <laughs> because I was taking those fries, and when the, when the the gouda fondue mm. would drip off onto the plate, that mixed uh, with that meat. I was I was scooping oh that up with those truffled fries, and there was oh. just a little bit of truffle oil on those fries. So good. So you get that um, mushroomy truffle, but flavor. not too much. They didn't overdo it because that's an ingredient that a little bit goes a very long way. Yep. Yeah. And it was so rich, so perfect. The sweetness of the brioche. I mean, there's a great picture of you splitting the burger. 
that we took. Yeah. And I mean, the smile on your face, because you're like, I'm about to get my post-race protein. Oh. And you look like a happy camper. Mm-hmm. And it came with a salad, too. Yeah. Lightly like a, dressed. A lightly dressed um, like vinaigrette salad with, something. Um, what would you call them? Um, um, it's like mixed, a, just a mixed greens. Like a, It's like a spring mix. Spring mix. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, because I think we got some arugula and some... It's a nice spring mix that you would normally see. And I guess you could have put that on the burger if you wanted your greens yeah. on the burger, but I don't think it needed it. I don't think so. I think it did well as a salad by itself. And the burger was really just hearty and the the perfect uh, ratio of meat and toppings to bun. Yes. I would have it again. And I know it's a pricier burger because it's Wagyu. Yes. So it's at the $22 mark. Mm-hmm. And, but I just, you know, I mean, we were celebrating. This was a celebratory meal. Again, we've had a couple of those. We had mm-hmm. the, the, the pre-race. We went to 915 knowing that we were going to be getting off their dinner menu. And yeah. Knew that was going to be a little bit higher. But mm-hmm. it was also us celebrating me getting to go down and do a run. Mm-hmm. And this is a celebratory post-race meal. Right. And there's plenty of budget-friendly food options, and we've oh, talked yeah. about some. We talked about, like, um, Frida's Cuban Burger. But Blackfin? Things like that. As far as this would just be such a cool place to yeah. take a date. Yeah. And then, like I said, out back, if you had a party and you it's were nice using their space, space yeah. their patio space was really cool. Yeah. But their, this burger was killer. Mm, highly recommend it. I would go back there. And I really want to see their place at night. I would love to see that back mm-hmm. area with the cafe lights mm-hmm. on the strings yeah. lit up. I think that would be gorgeous. Yeah. Now, speaking of sights. Yes. You know, I had my eye exam, got my prescription, and yes, I got in the mail something exciting for us over this weekend and uh, into the early part of this week. I saw the box. I saw the box before we came in to record. Yeah, I got my five-day at-home free trial from WarbyParker.com. You know, when we start looking at companies to partner with to sponsor the Runny Drink podcast, we made a commitment to ourselves and to you that we're going to only partner with businesses that we can believe in. And Amy is a avid glasses wearer. She likes being able to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I wear contact lenses and glasses. I do both. And when you wear glasses, you have to make sure they're the right shape for your face. They're the right material, the right weight. They look right. And I have five pairs in that at-home try-on kit that I'm going to post on social media and I want to I want some feedback from the Runcation Nation. Let you guys help Amy figure out which one of these glasses that she got in her 5-day free trial. Yeah. Look the best and yeah. she can pick a pair or two or at the price, three or four for what compared <laughs> to what compared to the glasses you're wearing right now as we record. Yes. You could have gotten four pair yeah. from because they Warby start Parker. at Warby Parker, they start at $95. And I love the offer that they have at warbyparkertrial.com slash red for our Runcation Nation and our podcast listeners. Because it's risk-free, 100% free, five pairs, five days, 
you can try them on for your family, for your friends. We're going to try them on for our audience and listeners. And all of our friends out there. Yes. And you can you, you can take your time and not feel rushed and pick the pair that's going to work in every facet of life for you. I think that's great. Yeah. You can get some that are going to be sportier, some that are mm-hmm. going to be more work appropriate or special occasion appropriate. Yeah. Again, no risk. Mm-hmm. Get your five pairs. Try them on at home. Send back the ones you don't want. Tell them the ones you do want. Mm-hmm. You give them your prescription and bang. There you go. They get them to you. So if you are in the market for or you need prescription glasses or non-prescription sunglasses, go to warbyparkertrial.com slash red for the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Get your five-day, five-pair, 100% risk-free at-home try-on kit and help support the show. Stay tuned and help us vote this week. We'll we'll get those posted. You're going to see some awesome pictures of Amy with these glasses and let her know which Mm. ones work. Trying on glasses is uh, hard work. It makes me thirsty. (laughs) That's true. So whatever (laughs) could we have done about that while we were in Key West? (laughs) If I had had these glasses in Key West, my my try-on kit, then... You know, we talked about a couple of places to eat on Duval, and this is a place where we found some killer cocktails off Duval. We talked about some at Caroline's Other Side last week, and that's actually kind of on Duval. Mm -hmm. But off Duval, there was a place that we discovered called The Roost. Tiny little As in rooster, you know. Yeah. And in fact, their logo is great. It's a rooster that's drinking out of a shot glass, or I, or maybe it's a it's leaned uh, over. It's leaned over, it? drinking out of a glass. I should have gotten one of their shirts. A shot glass or a or a, a old fashioned glass, but we don't know. Tiny little bar slash yeah. package store. Yeah, it's it's a small place, and it's got the colors of the ocean, just like Blackfin kind of did. And the bar is all like that nice dark cherry color wood and i fell in love with this place when they said our house bourbon is buffalo trace not a sponsor but one of our favorites that's true Uh, that's very true uh not a sponsor but hey call us yeah (laughs) totally but they are doing fantastic craft cocktails Mm -hmm. they've got the package store component there they also do small plates yeah yeah we're suckers for good charcuterie charcuterie Cheese plate. Cheese plate. Yeah. They also had a some some fancier seafood offerings. They had a Deviled nice eggs. Uh, smoked salmon. Yeah. yeah. Deviled eggs. And then caviar. The, uh, yeah. A craft caviar <laughs> plate. So I think you could get some small plates and you could have a variety of things. I think they had a cookie plate too, if you have a sweet tooth. And I you're right. they have a happy hour deals and a happy hour cocktail on draft of the day. And that is what you got. And I stumbled into this by accident. And I was shocked that you actually got it. So glad that I did. I'm not normally a fan of vodka. Yeah. I tend to go more towards bourbon if Uh I'm doing any sort of liquor beverages. Mm -hmm. But they said that their house Moscow mule that they keep on tap, and a Moscow mule is vodka mixed with ginger beer. Mm Mm-hmm. 
was made with a homemade ginger beer. Mm. And I said, well, let's give that a shot. Why not? Why not? We're celebrating. And that might have been one of the best cocktails I had in Key West. I believe that you had two of them. I did. We lifted down there to Duval to have our post-race celebration. We stayed safe. Absolutely. And And we highly recommend that everyone does. We walked an additional three plus miles while we were down there. But hey, and that was part of the training plan. It was. So, just saying. <laughs> but this place, they're doing this this homemade ginger beer. And it is the freshest tasting ginger beer I think that I've ever had. And I had one in that first round right along with you. And I'm going to say, I don't, I've had some ginger beers in the past in our travels that kind of were too sharp. Mm-hmm. Or just overtook the cocktail. And this was just... Trying to see where you're going with this. This was the perfect balance of the alcohol and the ginger beer combined together. Yes. Their ratio was absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. The ginger beer, though, I think was one of the strongest ginger beers that I've ever had. Oh, you mean like in terms of flavor? Flavor. Yeah, but it was The fresh ginger flavor and the spiciness from it. Yeah, but it wasn't overly spicy where you're like, oh my God, I can't no. have all of this. No. but It was tasty. But it was so good. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you wouldn't know about it unless you walked in, plop down and start talking with the bartender yeah. and find out because it wasn't in the menu. That no. they, you know, that, or I mean, they say it, that they have mentioned, but he really yeah. emphasized because no, no, you want to try this. Yeah. They, I mean, they say they have a, uh, some kind of cocktail on tap, but they don't give it away. Right. Till you talk to the bartender. So fantastic there, but you got something else. Well, you know, you didn't get one, so I had to get an old-fashioned with Buffalo Trace. I love Buffalo Trace. I loved their little statue on the bar. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And this was just so smooth. Well, Buffalo Trace is, is I think, a, an excellent option for a house bourbon. Mm-hmm. It's it's certainly a higher quality than so many other less expensive bourbons that are Mm. out there, but it's not usually at a price point that breaks the bank. No. And this was not just a little bit of Buffalo Trace and then a whole bunch of like cherry and cherry juice and orange and all of that. I mean, this, the the combination of flavors that you normally have in an old fashioned, yes, are things that I have just mentioned, Mm -hmm. but it was just, I know we've talked a lot in this episode about things being just the right combinations and just the right amounts. So it's one like a, doesn't overpower the other. It's like a proper burger. Yeah. Not too much bun to meat to toppings. It's perfect. Same thing goes for cocktails. And that's why good bartenders, good mixologists that know about building flavors. Mm. It's a little bit of chemistry. It's a little bit of mad scientist, a yeah. little bit of art. The really good ones know how to do it. Yeah. And they've got theirs dialed in there. His, uh, he was making a couple of these for some of the, the tourists that were in there that were all coming off of a, a cruise ship. Yeah. And then they were going out to an excursion mm-hmm. from there. Yeah. 
and they were getting around. It and, just looked good. And he was making them and explaining what he was doing as he was making it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I'll take one of those. Yeah. Buffalo trays for the win. So fantastic cocktails mm-hmm. at the roost. Mm-hmm. We had the fruit and cheese plate. With the charcuterie. With the, the meats. charcuterie, the meats yep. plates. So we did a little, a little bit of snacking while we were there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely would recommend those. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go wrong, but we're really talking about the we drinks. We were there here. for the drinks. We were there for the drinks. We were there for the drinks. Yeah, it was but amazing. This place is just maybe 50 yards off of Duval Street, um, right near Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I forget which cross street that is, but there's only one Starbucks on Duval. Mm. And you can't miss it. Just, you know, take a walk off Duval and you'll see it. Duck in there. Get yourself mm. a cocktail. You won't regret it. Yeah. And if you need to pick a package up before you're heading back to your hotel, you got a spot there you can do that at. Absolutely. The roost was great. And sadly, you know, that's the end of our talk about Key West. No more coverage of the Conch Republic. Aww. You know what that means? We have to go back. Yes. That's exactly what that means. Well, I know, I know. You were going somewhere else, but we do have to go back. And it's a great runcation and vacation destination. So Yeah. If you didn't check out last week's episode, please do so. Mm-hmm. Go go check it out. We we kind of lay out all mm. of the pros and cons of the Southernmost Half Marathon. If you're looking at that as a destination race to do, we can't recommend highly enough if you're looking for a flat course mm-hmm. and an excuse to get down to Key West. Oh yeah. That mm-hmm. is absolutely a race for you to check out. Mm-hmm. Or if you're looking to do some training in the heat. Yes. That's also a great race for you to check out mm-hmm. for this time of year. Even in Key West, it's a hot one. And I think we used it well in our training cycle as we head into these last two weeks of wine and dine. And I know we're going to talk about the end of our training and we're going to talk a little bit about and kind of preview wine and dine next week because we really have to decide which food booths we're going to. That's true. And we may need some help with that. Well, we can absolutely put it out to the folks in the Runcation Nation for a little bit of assistance. If you can think of a country that -hmm. you'd like us to check out, a food recommendation from Mm -hmm. when you've been there in the past. Yeah. Um, So whether you're an experienced vacationer at the Wine and Dine uh, Half Marathon Weekend or Mm. you're looking for some tips, we're going to have something for you. Yeah, yeah. You can contribute... And if you're going to the race weekend, let us know. Drop us a line at info at runeatdrink.net or give us a call at 941-677-2733. We'd love to meet up. Absolutely. We would love to to coordinate a time and place for us to meet up, have a bite or a cocktail or a beer together, and just kind of get to meet some of the folks out there in the Runcation Nation. Absolutely. we're better to do it than the happiest place on earth. Of course. Yay! Walt Disney World, Orlando, Wine and Dine, Half Marathon Weekend, here we come! 2019. Mm -mm -mm. So, we would love it if you guys would head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review for your favorite Runcation podcast. That would be so appreciated. Yes, yes. That is how we can get discovered in the now Apple podcasts on the Mac platform and on iOS or in iTunes on PCs. Yes. We so thank you 
for your support and your encouragement and letting us know how we're doing and if you're finding tips and tricks and value in the show. We love doing it for you. We want to make it even better. And if you've already rated and reviewed us, share us on social media. Tag us so we know you shared it and so we can say thank you. And we will say thank you. Yeah. Because every little mention, we can't thank you enough. And I've seen the numbers starting to grow. People are starting to, to get on board with the Runcation Nation. Yeah. So many runners out there are planning vacations around their runs. Mm-hmm. It makes so much sense. And that's due in no small part of you guys helping get the word out. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for that. Yeah. And, you know, if you've recently run a race that our listeners should know about, if you want to be a guest on our show and recap that, or if you want to send it over to us, maybe we should come to your hometown, visit you, and run that race. Let us know. Yes, we're starting to build our, our calendar for, for the 2020. 2020 already. Yeah. So give us your suggestions or let us know what you can come on and recap and help the Runcation Nation plan for in the future. Leave us a one-minute message with your name and where you're from. Mm-hmm. Do it as an audio file. Email it to us at info at runeatdrink.net or call 941-677-2733 and leave a voicemail. We would love to get you on the podcast and make your Runcation Nation famous. Well, for now, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Have great runs, whether you're in a taper or not, whether you're running a race this weekend. We hope it's a great week. And, of course, this is your host, Amy. And your co-host, Dana. Have a great one, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941 677 2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.